Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who, messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where tonight we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from October the 10th of 1987. I am sitting here with Doc, and Harper not only was on time, but he was ready to roll early, but Doc was farting around on PlayStation with his kid or something and didn't get the text message, so we're recording as scheduled, but the thing is, Harper is on at the very beginning, so yeah. Harper, how are you, man? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What's up? Chop a style. Chop, 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 chop a chop. style. <laughs> I got to play it now that you said it. <laughs> yeah. Chop a style. Chop, chop, chop a style. So, um, Doc, do you know what he's talking about? I have no clue. It's probably one of these black things, but since I'm starting my One of race... these black things? So once I'm, I'm starting my race... Well, when I, I'm starting my race turn, I want to get in on this. I'm going to leave my kids and family soon and whatever, but I want to make sure I'm down with all of our stuff, homie. All right, so by the time this airs, we will know if the Saints would have uh, gone to the Super Bowl or not. Uh, but as of now, they're getting ready to play the Rams in the uh, NFC Championship game. But anyway, um, if if you're an NFL fan, you have you've may have seen clips of the Saints dancing to uh, Choppa style in the locker rooms at the end of games after when they win. The the irony of that is, Hopper, I'm going to play a clip from this song, and, I'm gonna, and then I'm going to tell everybody. It's 2019. I'll tell everybody how old this song is. So hold on. Yo, Chavo, it's Pete. I'm uptown oh, right now. I'm yeah. on my way to the West Bank oh, yeah. to put a twist on this oh, thing, yeah. you heard me? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 Hopper, Hopper, you know the irony of that song? Uh, shit is 16 years old, for one. Yeah, and, something and made, like that. No, I'm telling you, I know when it came out. And yeah. the first time I heard this was in the Roxbury, watching God. strippers <laughs> drop it like it was hot. Uh, big booty strippers in the Roxbury, New Orleans East. So when I hear this song, I'm thinking of single days you know making it rain well i wasn't making it rain because i was broke as fuck but you know what i'm saying anyway. it's just old 
Yeah, it's old. It's old. But anyway, that's the Saints theme song this year. So there you go. Uh, Doc, how are you, man? Um, how was your weekend? Hey, let me explain something to you here. Oh, shit. We, yeah, we need to call out a certain... I don't even want to hear it. Well, we need to call out a certain listener here. Ooh. What are you talking about? The Smoky Mountain Negro himself, Philip, where's all the white women at, Alan. Well, we don't hey, know pal. that's definitely hey, him or not. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. When your team loses, why don't you just take it like a man and shut the fuck up? What, what are you talking about? Am I uh, you told me he was over there swole up because he thought the referees stole his Eagles defensive. No. Fuck him. Well, I had people they were they were talking about it on a Facebook group and I and, and somebody sent me a screenshot. I don't want to say who. who. I was like, man, I don't get into talking shit. The one thing I never got into as a football fan or basketball fan or anything is fans that like talk shit. Like, you don't fucking play for the team. Why are you talking shit? It's just it's a waste of my time. I watch the game for me, not to talk shit to fans. You talk Whatever. so much shit to me and hope that our you you told me you hoped that the Golden State Warriors plane crashes. I never that's said nice. that. That's the ultimate shit talking I've ever heard. <laughs> I've never said that. Now you're lying. That's no, you're lying. Shit. So anyway, Phil Allen, once you grow up, be a man. Hey, look, man, I, I, I'm just standing here before God and everybody. We didn't lose because of the refs. We didn't lose to the Rams because of that phantom in the grasp call. The Rams were just a better football team than us. It happens, man. Fucking grow up. <laughs> shit got yeah. your, shit, your shit got lucky last year. You ought to be down on your knees blowing the sports gods that you got that one instead of crying about the shit that happened to you this year. Okay. Okay, Doc. Wasn't that great? It was like 14 nothing. Then it was like the rushing this cut, and it's a bad cut. It, he just came back like fucking Rocky. Like, I don't think so, motherfucker. That's what I saw <laughs> as an as a independent observer. Hey, uh, you know what else? Let's get to some wrestling here. Uh, you, you pointed something out on Twitter the other day. Um, I can't remember who did this, but somebody pointed out that we are – our show is referenced on the David Von Erich Wikipedia page on his Oh, death. God. Uh, go 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 ahead. Mention it, and then then we'll they'll get in. I got a couple of shout outs, and then we'll get into the meat of the show. But well, I guess it's the like. doc spotlight of the week. Although, um, if I'm gonna be well, Denim Fritz changed. I changed my name to Big Daddy Leather Fritz. <laughs> but if I but if I'm gonna be for reasons I don't know, but if I'm gonna be um, him. Then I guess I got to be sad that the Chargers forgot to show up instead of the Cowboys forgetting to show up. It's, I, I, I can't keep this all straight. Um, and while I'm here looking up this tweet, I guess I should say hi to Mullet of Morton and all the losers down at the warehouse job. Um, Why do you take shots where, at him? Huh? Well, that's Why just where all the, the real the workers who make real money head down to the warehouse when they need to bum a cigarette or something. Oh, okay. Um. So I'm, I'm, man, my internet's I, I found it. It's, it's, um, at Milo, uh, Pantone, who is a patron. He said, yeah, just saw he, your name mentioned the on the David Von Erich page. Spotlight. Evidently on David Von Erich's Wikipedia page, someone updated it to say that while Bill discusses the, well, I don't, you want to mention it, Doc? Do you have it open or you'd like me to read it? I don't have it open, but it's something about how uh, Bill Irwin talked about him having bulimia when he was on our show, and then it references our show. But finding that and pointing that out and putting that out on the web, you get the spotlight. Reverse spotlight goes to that 
to that piece of crap Phil Allen and everybody that's like him and everybody that's nice Philly. You heard me. It's football season. It's playoffs. Everybody needs to grow up a little bit. <laughs> we're going to talk, talk like men here tonight, and so people better get ready. Okay, uh, Phil, don't don't pay him no mind. Phil, it, Phil, what? I'm just telling Phil to grow up a little bit. Okay. Uh, shout right. out to disrespect. Like, I'm a grown ass man. You can't tell me to grow up. I said grow up. <laughs> Anybody else want some? <laughs> Hover, tough guy. Not on social media. No Twitter. No Facebook. Talks all the shit. I'm just here. Nice. I'm just here every week, week in, week out, on time. But, but per his hide. wife, per his wife is behind a kayfabe name as well. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 1980s wrestling hopper he's like the mask guy it really is he's not on social media he's using a kayfabe name he, he's a doctor but he's using a kayfabe name he's and a stormtrooper and storm he's talking trooper. shit <laughs> stormtrooper my ass all right special shout out to the largest patron contributors we have disrespectfully classy marky blassie and hall of fame patron at k underscore row 86 uh thanks for your patronage and a couple of new patrons real quick or um one new one and three that moved over to patreon Craig Norman, uh, my apologies. I think I forgot your Hall of Fame patron shout out uh, either last week or the week before that. But thanks for thanks for becoming a Hall of Fame patron member. And remember, you get a T-shirt after seven months at that level. So if you haven't heard from me, then email me, uh, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. And Charles Morris, Big J Sampson, and Big Rich all moved over to Patreon. Remember, on Patreon, uh, just like on Podbean where you got the audio reviews, but on Patreon... You get the video reviews of the NWA show and the Smoky Mountain shows, along with the AWA Team Challenge series that Doc and I did that we struggled to get through. But Doc, for some reason, they enjoyed it. So there's that. The Team Challenge series? Yeah, the AWA one. Remember when we did that? Remember when we used to do patron episodes? Well, yeah. I told you last week, you just need to tell me. When you because see, I think your schedule's a little worse than mine in the evenings because your kids are a little younger. Uh, I said, just tell me and then we'll coordinate with a hopper when we do because we got to do the sitcom one. And then what other I one think there's another have? one that we need a broad. Lo- we haven't done a broad logic in a long time. I got one, I think online grocery shopping. Oh, God, my sister does that shit. Well, it's a little, uh, maybe we should just like have, do a little impromptu broad episode now because mine does it right now and then complains when shit gets fucked up. <laughs> really, you you see the you see the special people that that infiltrate those stores and work there. That's who's shopping for us, and you're upset when the cart doesn't come 100 percent complete. Fuck out of here! Take your ass to the store. Yeah, just go do it. Just go do it. I'm not for the. Um... Yeah, I'm 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 not one of those. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, and then invariably it's like, well, they don't carry that kind of peanut butter that you like. Yeah, but I need my low fat, uh, low sugar protein, pal, so that I can keep the white lash leak up. So take your ass to the store and get that shit. <laughs> Why can't I buy it online? They sell it. I assure you, he is not talking to Mrs. Doc like that. Everyone, <laughs> that I'm shit booking, ain't happening. I'm booking the territory here, and when I get off this call, just know she... that. I, Mrs. Doc looks like I'm not gonna say she looks like she could fight, but she will 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 run that trap like she could. Yeah, yeah. she can't fight. She'd be the first one to tell you she can't fight, but she would but take she, off her shoe and throw it at you like that's JJ. That's what I'm Dillard. saying. Talk a big game, run those run run her mouth. Her, sh- 
Her shoe would come off faster than JJ trying to protect that that TV title for Tully. I can tell you that. Right now. Uh, so, like I said, uh, Craig Norman, thanks for becoming a Hall of Fame patron. Charles Morris, Big J Sampson, and Big Rich, thank you for moving over to Patreon. Um, and with that, Doc, do you have anything else before we get into uh, this week's edition of NWA Saturday? Well, maybe, yeah, a little. Maybe you should tell everybody how to get on Amazon because you know I I sent y'all a meme last night that it's a really good idea to buy your wife and your side piece uh, the same perfume so that you can get your swerve on and you can do that at Amazon, right? That's two perfect. bottles. I need two bottles of cheap shit that these bitches wear. I need that two bottles a- of white uh, white diamonds. <laughs> That that was a great. Where's the meme at? Uh, when you buy your side chick and your main chick the same perfume, so you can cheat in peace. And it's a dude. <laughs> it's a dude relaxing, look at a peace with the world. It's pretty good. Yeah. What's the one above it? What's the one above it say? Oh, you should, you, you, <laughs> go ahead. You Hulk. shouldn't do that, man. Do but did you all see that fucking that fucking Gillette razor blade commercial? Oh wait! Stop. I'm glad you brought this up. Hold on, let me read that meme and then we'll talk about um, Gillette, the best a man can get. No, you fucking no, it's not. Okay, you so slow uh, your fucking roll, motherfucker. So here's the here's the one I sent before that meme that said if if her pussy smelled like roses, she sprayed it with women's axe or some weird shit because natural pussy smell like the heat coming out the back yeah, of the PS. Dude, Gillette's gonna come fuck you up. No, they're not. I don't even use them, man. Mike turned me on to something a long time ago. They should be a sponsor of ours, to be honest. What, Dollar Shave Club? No, that's bullshit, too. No, it's actually too. better. Yeah, that's what I use. Um, I, well, Hopper, I can get you those same razors that Dollar Shave Club, Club uses, but I won't say the name of the company because I'm not giving them a free commercial. That's right. I'll text it to you. That's right. But, man, um, let me tell you something. You get a year. You can get a year's worth of razors for what you buy four little cartridges for. Or that at that name brand shit, I'm telling you, and the shit works. My, it's the only time Mike's been right about anything. <laughs> but I, I gotta I, give I, it up when he's right. He's right. But uh, no, they don't get free advertising. Fuck them. I'll I'll text it to you. But it's it's a it's a it's online and shipping is very very cheap, and you can get razors for a very cheap price. You you ain't gonna get a year's worth for what Doc's telling you because I don't know if you use a razor on your fucking bald head like I do, but uh, if you oh, do. Yeah. So I just um, shaved my neck. So like those little dollar shave, the little like the little packets. I got like a fucking shitload of them that I haven't even fucking touched. Oh, okay. Just, well, then you're they good. They just then. show up. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should get into some NWA. <laughs> well, I'm afraid if we don't, we're gonna get sent to hell. So maybe we should. Uh, man, this was a, a long episode, was it not? Yeah, it was. This was a long episode. It's October the 10th of 1987. What I mean by long episode, it's obvious that I mean the episode length of Saturday night on TBS, which was, what was it, hour and 22? What, what were we at? Something like that, uh, yeah. Definitely a, a, a nice length of time. But um, the show opens, and it is Jim Cornette doing what he does best, and that is yapping his mouth to Jim Crockett Jr., and um, Cordy is ripping on Morton. Uh, Morton comes out, and when Morton comes out, he does what I think I've seen him do a few times, and that's just slap the piss out of Jimmy, and Jimmy takes a bump. Uh, more on that later, so we'll talk about that. But they repeat that. Uh, they then go back to the studio, and they repeat that Gilbert and Taylor stole uh, the TV title or one of the TV titles, and that was that from the opening. Doc, anything uh, from you from the opening when Corny got slapped? Corny got slapped. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get more into this situation later. Harper, would you, same with you? 
Yeah. They're a little sloppy with these openers. They revisit it. I don't need, I don't get too worked up over it. Yeah, me either. We then go to Lex Luger, uh, who defeats Ricky Nelson. I have nothing from it, uh, so I will keep it moving. Didn't somebody didn't somebody on Twitter talk or Facebook talk about how they must have some thing about old singers because there's an Isley and there's a Ricky Nelson and like 50 singers and shit. Hell, there was a brave Zane Smith, the Braves pitcher. They were probably pulling out anything they could think of here there, to get there, jobber names forgot, here going. I forgot who tweeted that, but there's something to that. Because Oh, I agree. I want to know where Pablo Crenshaw comes from. I don't know, but there's something to that with those names because you're right. They all had some type of... Just it, loose it, it, connotation it, to something else that you'd see floating around in the ether. So, there, ether, right. wait, what? Mm. Ether bunny. All right. Uh, so, anything else uh, before we keep it moving? No. Uh, was it, was it, um, before we keep going here, was it last week that we used the Oxford comma that had Journey Cornette all messed up? Dude, I, I'm a, we're fucking learned men. We know what a fucking Oxford comma is. Don't get all upset and shit. I'm, I'm, I'm really feel like I've been too nice to all of our listeners lately. Can you, okay. do, are you sensing that for me tonight? Not really. Shut up. Okay. You're nice and salty. Um, but anyway, so Lex beats Ricky Nelson and then, uh, we're gonna if I can get to it on the video, we're gonna get a, a quick promo from uh, Jim Crockett Jr. in regards to this uh, TV title situation. So let me go to that right now. And just last week, and let's bring in Mr. Jim Crockett, president of the Wrestling Network, and we all have taken a look now at the videotape of what happened. I've just uh, talked to John Ayers. He has uh, sent a registered letter to uh, Mr. Taylor and Mr. Gilbert requesting that they return uh, the championship belt to Nikita Koloff. I'm not about to tell John Ayers how to run the Universal Wrestling Federation. He's an all-pro lineman, Super Bowl rings, Denver Bronco, but I would do more than request. He'd better get it back quickly. The NWA has fighting champions, and Nikita Koloff is one of the fightingest champions we've ever had, and for their sake, I hope they get it back real soon. Okay, those words from Mr. Jim Crockett, president of the Wrestling Network, and fans, more action. We'll take a look at how the world tag team battle changed hands right after this. Shouldn't be too hard to get that fucking belt back. It's in the building because Eddie Gilbert has oh, it later shit. in the studio. Yeah, it's <laughs> he fucking starts, right there. Just he starts with it. like, I'm not going to tell them what to do, but he better send me my belt back. Well, it sounds like you're telling him what to do. <laughs> I don't mean to be racist, but, you know. <laughs> fucking belt's in the building. All right. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts from this other than the belt's in the building? Whatever happened to the Crockett's? Like, where are they now? Uh, well, I think um, I think, uh, I think uh, Jim James Crockett Jr. Jim Crockett Jr. was a like a real estate agent or broker in the Dallas area because by this point in the show, he and Dusty were working out of Dallas because they bought you when they bought UWF apparently they got the Watts had a Dallas office so he just right. took that over too, and I think he stayed here after they sold it to Turner. He was uh, like a real estate agent or some shit, I guess. David worked for WCW to the end, and I think Jackie did too. David Crockett was like a – I think they gave – this may not have been his actual job, but I remember after the buyout, I think he stayed on as like a a quote-unquote consultant. I use that term loosely because I don't know how much consulting he was actually doing. But, I mean, yeah, he's with with WCW for a a long time even after all that. I would like to hear them on somebody's podcast – 
the only time I've Jackie I was on uh, the two man power trip not too long ago. There's an uh, there's a uh, there's a little advertisement for them. I wonder if they're over there advertising us. I'm telling you, man, I'm hot tonight. People need to start plug getting us. Too. They, they. I mean, I ain't gonna sit there. And say, we don't plug them weekly. They don't plug us weekly, but they've mentioned us a bunch of times. So they better. Um, shut the fuck up. But but um the the only thing I've I've ever heard from David Crockett is on like uh, WWE type videos. I've heard him like in the rise and fall of WCW. He was on that a, a bunch of different times. Uh, okay. I mean, it wasn't really like shoot type stuff, but where he right. talked about. But I mean, um, the story's well known. I mean, we know that by now. But I, I would like, I wouldn't mind hearing a long sit down with somebody like, um, I don't know about, I guess both of them, Jim Crockett and David. It'd be, it'd be interesting to hear their side of things. Right. Um. All right. So we'll keep going. Uh, after all that goes down, then JJ comes out, and this is kind of broken up in a few parts. Uh, I'm gonna play. The, I'm just gonna play this first part here, and then we'll we'll discuss what happens. Okay, back with the leader of the Four Horsemen, James J. Dillon. Now, as promised last week, we're gonna take a look at the World Tag Team Huddle now owned by the Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson. We saw at the top of the program a confrontation, Ricky Morton and Jim Cornette, and that was only the start of what happened that night. Well, as you know, Tony, the uh Two of the four horsemen, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, were scheduled to meet the Rock and Roll Express for uh, a chance at the World Tag Team titles. And in their little earlier interview, as you saw, Jim Cornette, and really, I can understand where he's coming from. He's a, I have a utmost respect for Jim Cornette. He manages the United States Tag Team Champions with all due respect to the horsemen. He felt his men deserved a title shot. Uh, he came down pretty heavy personally on Ricky Morton, but then I think Ricky Morton made a real fatal mistake by coming out there and slapping someone like Jim Cornette. It was really unprovoked uh, as far as a physical attack, and I think uh, he was real silly to think that it was going to go unanswered. Of course, I'm talking about Ricky Morton. And we have another piece of videotape because as we were standing in the ring getting ready for that match, as the music came up and the Rock and Roll Express came out of the dressing room, well, things got real interesting. All right. So they cut to the rock and roll coming out to the ring and they get the shit beat out of them by the Midnight Express. And uh, Ricky Morton is hit with a chair, um, I guess in the shoulder, and he's beat down pretty bad. Uh, let me ask you first, Doc, anything from J.J. right there and then the beat down on the, on um, rock and roll. I thought J.J. was good. Just, hey, man, these are facts. I got respect for people, but, you know, we got to get ours. And then, uh, hey, man, they got their ass whooped out there, huh? Yeah. They did. Hopper, anything on the first part of J.J. before I go to the next quick segment he's in? I like J.J. He seems serious. It's mm-hmm. not. It's just it's, he's just telling you, you know, exactly uh, what happened. Telling the story. He's right. He he says something later on in the show too at the in the control center. That's the best one of the best parts of this episode. But yeah, let's let's go now center. to yeah, let's go now to JJ as he's continuing to tell what went on. And this is this is again how the the tag titles uh were quote unquote lost that they mentioned last week. There was chair to the head, and then that divorce court on the floor. Well, it was a real unfortunate incident, certainly for Ricky Morton, but. I was down in the ring at the time, and of course, when the music came up, everybody stood up in the building. I really had no idea what was going on. Uh, we, we were waiting. I knew we were on the air. The cameras were on. Uh, Tully and Arn were in the ring, ready to go. The adrenaline was pumping, and 
No Ricky Morton, no Robert Gibson. Next thing, the referee came by. He said something happened back there. Jim uh, Crockett, the president of the Wrestling Network, came down there. He was trying to ask me if I wouldn't consider postponing it or, or having a commercial break since we were on the air. And I said, hey, I've got a valid contract. The title match is supposed to take place right now. If there's a problem back there, it's not mine. If we have to take this thing by default or whatever. And right about then, here come Robert Gibson down the aisle, had both title belts in his hand, threw him into the ring, came through the ropes, and I specifically heard him tell the referee, hey, ring that bell. And then uh, he really put up a valiant effort, and I think we can see that on tape also. All right, so then they throw it to, it's going to be Gibson against Tully and Arn by himself. Um, I don't know how smart that was on the Rock and Roll's part or Gibson's part, but, you know, he's a fighting champion. Give him credit there. Harper, anything on that part before we, I guess, talk about the match and what goes down? No. Let's go. All right, man. All right. I, I thought I thought I thought JJ was great when he's like, hey, man, that's not our problem. We got contracts, pal. And he didn't say it in a dastardly heel way. It was just like, hey, it's not our fault. We were there. And how big of a baby face reaction did Gibson get rolling into that ring? By yeah, I know, huh? Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, it was he was the the warrior that was going to stand up to all this evil bullshit. I thought. So far, all this has done really, really well. Yeah, I, and then you got so you got the other part of it too is I thought one of y'all might mention this. More. They're in this, I, I'm gonna call it a, a gymnasium or a rec center of some sort. Oh yeah, it's just so old school and perfect. You got you know rock and roll. Well, Gibson by himself versus Tully and Arn. These people are loving it. They're going crazy. It's just, I mean, this is this is what we fell in love with as kids. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't explain to you how drunk I really am right now. So if I miss a few details, you're just gonna have to bear with me tonight. Okay, you're 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 obnoxious. No, I'm okay. drinking these. Uh, it's by Boulevard Brewing, but man, these motherfuckers are eight point five percent alcohol. So uh, it don't take many to get you loaded up. Yeah, okay. I was fucked up Sunday. Uh oh, what'd you do during the game? He, he yeah. was he was he was out during the game. That's why. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A friend of mine's in town for the game. That what's her name? Uh, Jason. Oh, she sounds she sounds beautiful. <laughs> he's like, bro, we're we're going to parlays for the game, which is it's this bar in uh, New Orleans, and I, and I I got fucked up, man. And he's staying in this uh, they're staying in it in a quarter oh. at a hotel, and he's like, well, let's go to Drago's and get something to eat. And I'm like, all right, I'm fucked up, man. And I look and I see uh, Diana uh, Rossiti. She works for fucking ESPN. I'm like, that's Diana Rossiti. And, and I was about to go say something to her, and she was with her 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 boyfriend or something. Man, I'm thinking, thank God I didn't go up and say anything. Hmm. I was waiting for something special there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so nothing happened. Nothing happened. God, that was a popcorn fart. Yeah. Not every not every time you go out, you get thrown in jail or grab them by the pussy, Mike. Sometimes you just go out right. and get drunk. Okay. Or not every time you go out and you find a broad that wants you to like piss just, on her. I know, well, right? Well, it's not piss. It's not. It's. It's squirt. It's vagina water. It's squirt. 
like the, like the drink. Can you imagine? Hopper. You know, you, can you imagine uh, <laughs> the squirt bottling? Remember squirt? It's like Sprite, but with yeah, more like grease. Yeah, they yeah. just had a bunch of dirty bitches squirting. <laughs> that's that's real nice. Hopper. It's not rich, Richard. It's <laughs> Hopper. It's not rich. I huh. saw it. I saw it that day after you told me. <laughs> he, he punched that bitch in the mouth, and she went and grabbed the gun and shot his ass. I was like, holy shit. What are you going to do? Where's my fucking dinner? Where's my fucking dinner? He told... I, I, we're talking We're talking about Sopranos, everybody. He told his bride-to-be, shut the fuck up and get my fucking dinner after they were arguing. And then punched her. Well, did he punch her before that? He punched her in the square in the mouth, pal. Yeah. She was busted open, bleeding. That bitch went and grabbed a gun and shot that motherfucker dead. I was like, and she oh. shot him twice. And then I love it because I watched it uh, recently. You can see the jacket he's got on underneath the 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 like the flak jacket he's got on underneath. And then she's like, "Oh, it, it was an accident." Yeah. Okay. Right. The good news is is that this is just like territory wrestling. So when he's gone, the next heel up is Ralph Cifaretto. Yeah. Well, I'm just getting to that. Um and then and then they shot fucking pussy. They oh, they killed pussy. They had they, to. Well, I know, but rat. Bro, if I'm him, I, I would have never got on that fucking boat. He didn't have a choice. Yeah, he I guess knew. he felt like this is it, man. I chose yeah. his route. Yeah. All right, well, so back to wrestling, um, because um, JJ Dillon it comes back out, and um, uh, it's a it's this one's a quick clip, so let's hear from JJ right here. So there it was, Robert Gibson, a two on one, but Ricky Martin was still in the building. Well, you know, Robert Gibson put up a very valiant battle, and I think in the back of his mind, he thought if he could go out there, throw everything, throw caution to the wind, that maybe there was an outside chance he could get a quick pinfall. But to get a fall on either Tully Blanchard or Arn Anderson that early in any match, boy, that's a tough task for anybody to do. But I was there at ringside. I heard reports coming down to me that something that a doctor was rushed to the other dressing room. Uh, there was some talk about a possible shoulder separation, concussion, but I wasn't able to get any verification. But if there was even a, a, a small iota of truth to those rumors the last thing i expected to see was ricky morton himself come down to ringside and then i got somewhat of a surprise myself as we'll see on this piece of tape jj just telling the story morton comes out he i mean i don't even know how he's supposed to wrestle his his, his shoulder Dude, is taped to his body so that sh- i was gonna ask that shit looks like the smoky mountain medical team <laughs> fucking taped him up jesus Harper. christ hopper who taped him up yeah really huh rock <laughs> Uh, go ahead, what Doc. F- Nothing, man. But that pop when he's out now. Oh well, shit. They're gonna yeah. figure this out. They're the champs. They get they fell down by two touchdowns early in the game, but they're the better team. They'll figure this shit out, right? That shit was great, huh? The crowd went nuts, and then fucking the Dusty shows up, and and all the other faces show up. Dude, Ricky's out there fighting with one arm, mm-hmm. putting up a battle. You know, the people are going crazy because they're like, okay, our heroes are going to do it. Um, you know, you got to figure that this is a new team they're kind of they're feuding with right here. Not anybody that they were – it's not the Midnight. It's not anybody else they've been pretty much involved with for the most part. Uh, this is just really, really good stuff with, with these two. And unfortunately, Ricky 
can't take the pain and he's so injured that he eventually um, he doesn't give up. He just takes it and Robert Gibson essentially throws in the towel and the Midnight Express, I'm sorry, the Rock and Roll Express, that's how they lose the belts, which was, I was like, holy shit, wow, that's a way to lose it. That's actually a new way to lose it, but um, I don't know, Doc, what did you think about the way they did this finish? I thought the whole thing from start to finish was well done, not the, not the tag team, mm-hmm. and I thought they told a good story. It is legitimized the horsemen. I don't think the rock and roll lose anything as a result of it. They're still as hot as ever. And I, it wasn't the same old schmoz at the end. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. Yeah, you? I can't wait to see like maybe Dusty or someone uh, run out for the to save the day. And he was going to jump up on a ring apron for the for the tag team match. No ref bump bullshit either. Mm-hmm. Right. No ref shenanigans. I mean, you gotta you gotta appreciate that, like, because they were wearing that out. But uh, this is a new way to do it. I mean, I I actually kind of like this. This wasn't the same as when like Steve Austin was wrestling Bret Hart and he passed out in his yeah. own blood when he was in the Sharpshooter. But it's similar in that. Morton never gave up. Gave up. They lost. I guess it's like never... it's a, it, it's like when uh, Bob Backlund lost to the Sheik. Didn't the guy throw the, throw the tile in? Yes. I don't know. Right. I can't remember. Yeah. Supposedly. Well, so, but that's the thing. Like, you lose. He never gave up. So he does. He doesn't look like a quitter. And you know, if you're gonna lose it, that's. That's how you lose it, especially if it's not shenanigans. I think it makes Ricky and Robert look stronger, Ricky especially, but my, this is my take. So uh, let me go now to J.J. back in the studio after they've won the belts. Obviously the pain too much for Ricky Morton, and there it was right there. With Tony watching the tape, I think that Robert Gibson knew how bad Ricky Morton was hurt. Probably surprised himself to see him out there. The last thing he wanted to do was to tag Ricky Morton, but it looked to me like Ricky Morton himself reached in and tagged Robert without Robert's knowledge, came into the ring. Uh, Robert knew how bad Ricky was hurt, and apparently a lot of other people did too because I saw Dusty Rhodes out there. I saw Nikita Koloff, Ron Garvin. I guess everybody knew how bad he was hurt except the horsemen. And James J. Dillon, on behalf of the Horseman, does not have to apologize for being an opportunist. When opportunity knocks, you got to take advantage of it. The bottom line is Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, new world tag team champions. Hey, the Horsemen are right back on top of the pile. <laughs> and we'll go to the Starcade Control Center right after this timeout. All right, Doc, any thoughts there on J.J. closing that out and congratulating his team? And they're the new champs. We got gold back into the stable, and don't you think that Starcade Control Center is code for? That's a safe place where we can go chop up this bag and get it up our nose. That's nice. <laughs> Damn, I, I never thought that. Uh, oh, yeah, it's for the uh, the wrestling network. That's where they Dude, do it. Dude, okay. Right. So I was going to say this at some point, but is this UWF, is this NWA, is this De- World Championship Wrestling, is this Jim Crockett Promotions? Are we on the Wrestling Network? Are we on the Superstation? This shit's too confusing. It's the Wrestling Network. Nobody knows wrestling what now. the fuck that is. It, it, that's true. It never, like, back What does then, the Wrestling it, Network consist of? Nothing. Well, I don't, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> 
even back then, like when they would say it, I, I kind of like, I remember like seeing some old UWF. They actually had ring ring skirts and ring aprons that that said TWN on it. But I even back then I was like, what is it? And I remember watching this and they would say it, but I never really knew what it was. So it it just didn't mean nothing to me. Nope. So I, yeah, I was just like, hmm. That's not exactly how you want to. That's not exactly the reaction you want to have when you launch a brand. Mm. I agree, even though I was just a kid. But anyway, uh, all right. So they go to the control center, and you got you got uh, a couple things here. They mentioned that there's a hundred cities would be able to watch Starcade via closed circuit. Uh, They replay Garvin beating Flair for the world title. Uh, Crockett tells us Doctor Death will take on Barry Windham with the UWF heavyweight title on the line. Uh, JJ says if uh, Crockett wants Lex, well, actually, let me let me fast forward to that. Anything else? Uh, anything they mentioned there besides the JJ portion? Because I'm gonna play the JJ portion because the shit's too funny. No, you're good. Yeah, play All right. it. All right, let me play JJ. Here it is. Now, fans, as we said before, we're with the leader of the Four Horsemen, James J. Dillon, and Mr. Dillon. Each and every year during Starcade, the World Heavyweight Champion has been an integral part of Starcade. And of course, last year, the Four Horsemen all together as part of Starcade. Some of your comments about this year. Well, the World Champion, as you've said, always an integral part of Starcade. And the recent events notwithstanding in Detroit, I feel that Nature Boy Ric Flair will still be very much in the thick of things, the same as each and every one of the Horsemen are, because I've gone on record a long, long time ago. And I personally feel, and I'm sure a lot of fans have to agree with me, that the four horsemen are Starcade. And I know, Mr. Crockett, uh, with all that stack of contracts on your desk, uh, one that you've kind of indirectly approached me about would be Lex Luger defending the United States title against the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And I want to go on record right now publicly as stating that if you even have a prayer of putting that match together, this week my attorney will have a list of demands, my demands, my terms on your desk, and uh, you can look them over, and I just want to make it clear that each and every one of those demands will have to be met before the match could ever even be considered. And at that point, I figure the ball's in your court, and I have no further comment until I hear from Mr. Crockett. Well, we'll certainly take a look at those demands. Okay, there you hear it, fans, from the Starcade Control Center. And each every week at this time, we'll be bringing you the happenings. The JJ. All right, Doc, what you got? It just feels like... JJ's out there playing. It's like if I were to play basketball with my six-year-old son, with him out there talking to Crockett. <laughs> wow. Okay, little buddy, I'll hold you up so that you can make a basket now. <laughs> Harper, uh, thoughts on JJ right there? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking JJ's fucking. He's pulling strings with fucking everything. Do, do you remember last year when? The, he had he threatened to pull the horsemen out of Starcade. Do y'all remember that? It's it's kind of sure. It's kind of. Well, why don't you tell? But why don't you tell us more about it? Yeah. Well, no. He, <laughs> basically, he thre- at one point he threatened to to say the horsemen weren't going to be at Starcade, and and honestly, I mean that was a big threat because if you don't have them, you don't have Starcade. Anyway, it's kind of reminiscent of last year to me, where he just was like, you know, hey. You got to meet my there's no There's no assurances that there's no assurances that all three of us watched this program. I wouldn't think that anybody here would remember what happened last year. Okay. But I do remember Starcade 85 being a fucking bloodbath and nobody bleeds anymore. Yeah, nobody bleeds anymore. All right. 
So, any other thoughts on JJ right there, Hopper? No. Let's go to the match. We got Tully and Arn. They defeat Alan Martin and Bob Riddle. But I got to play a soundbite from the very beginning of it because it's wonderful. Here it is. Oh, when Arn says, I don't want to toot my horn, but toot toot. I love that. Doctor, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. I feel like Arn and Rick sat in the back this particular Saturday morning and said, "Let's see who can go out there and win that Rolex watch." <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, so we'll keep going. Like I said, Tully and Arn defeat Alan Martin and Bob Riddle. Uh, we then have a Garvin promo. Uh, hadn't intended on playing it unless y'all want me to. Uh, we got that, Ronnie, that Ronnie looks Garvin. good on him, huh? It no. does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No. I think it does. Nothing. Terrible. Are you kidding me? That Why fucking promo that? Was, was bad, man. But the belt looks, looks good, good on, on him. him. It yeah. looks good on him. I mean, he's he's just, all he mentioned was he said he would decide when Flair gets a rematch. Um, you know, he said it would be on his time and not Flair's, and you're the champion, so you make the rules. That's Bullshit! Right. There's a rematch clause in that shit, and he needs to enact it. So I, you don't, you're not calling all the shots you think you are, Garvin. Okay, if you say so. Well, he's a champ right now, so I don't know what you. For, want to do right now it. is the key term, right there. Yeah, I mean, right. you, you know what's going to happen again because they're still showing those fucking Ric Flair. No shit. Maybe those... don't show Rick being the champ if you're not planning on right. Those fucking vignettes. I mean, they're still showing that shit like nothing happened. I don't know why they're showing that. Because they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. and They have no clue what they're doing. They're not focused and organized. And this is the shit that's going to drive them out of business. Okay, Doc. You're so salty and negative on everything. Um, they are showing that dusty one, which which I got something to say about that later in the Kevin Sullivan promo. Uh, we'll keep going, though. So after Garvin, the Road Warriors destroy David Isley and Larry Stevens. That clothesline I, from Animal to end it was vicious. Well, I tell you what. These two guys were fucking ready for him. Boy, no kidding. They were ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, they came up with those double axe handles. <laughs> let me go. I'm, I'm trying to watch it on the video. Um, they the Road Warriors hit the ring, and those guys, yeah, they came double axe handle and then got it handed to them. Yeah, let me tell you something. Leading into this promo and with this match, the Road Warriors are serious. They're about some serious business. All right, are we playing the Road Warriors promo at the end after they win? Well, the, this is the first time in forever they bought up the the three man title. Did they? I don't yeah. Know. The, mm-hmm. the irony is it never says it under their name whenever they're cutting promo, but it always says it under Dusty's. Good to be king. Yeah. 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 Here to... Fuck them. What? Well, what you about to say? Well, the only thing they really say, Hawk, Hawk throws out a line that's good. He says, we snack on danger and dine on death. I think he, he said, said that, that last before. week. Right. That's what I'm I saying. Thought, but... I thought I was watching the same one. Oh it, shit! Am I watching the same one? And I'm already thirty minutes in. Fuck! I gotta start over. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Hate it, this show. It, I'm ready for our. It, was, it was pretty stuff. similar. Man, I was binging on Friday night and Saturday morning. Rough. Where you at? I told you that's what I was watching. I, I 
I've, I've watched like the last three episodes of season two and I started season one and that's where I left off. Uh, I got through the first episode of season one when they bugged the house. Oh, with the lamp? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was texting you, but you weren't responding because I I lost it when 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 Janice shot Richie. I was like, holy shit! And then when Pussy got killed, I was like, oh damn! Two episodes back to back. <laughs> It'll hook you what? though. All right, so let's keep this uh, party rolling. The Eddie Gilbert defeats the menace. Yeah, the menace. Whoa! Like you, that does and, not look like you. Yeah. That, how that's how old are you? Right, he's like sixty-three now. Fuck, and the wrong that, color here. That is what not me. Did you do some reverse Michael Jackson and then shrink? <laughs> Every time you start talking, I think about the emails I get where people tell me you need to stop being a racist. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid son! Fuck you, asshole! All right, <laughs> Ric Flair <laughs> comes out to cut a promo. Uh, let's go to Rick now. Champion, this man should know, Nature Boy Rick Flair. Well, never one to boast, never one to brag, but I always wanted to come out here with real factual things to say. Ronnie Garvin is finding out now why. For five years, I was the cock of the walk. Why? It was unholy to try and fill these, baby. Not only could you not afford to buy these before two weeks ago, Ronnie Garvin, you could have never filled them and never will. And I don't mind telling you, if I sit back there, whoo, in that dark room, watching this whole great wrestling program roll along, it really irks me to have to walk out here unarmed. And by unarmed, I mean, I don't like walking out here with just this Rolex and all these diamonds. I like walking out here with a championship belt around my waist. Because I'm going to tell you how it goes. You're two things in this sport. You're a winner or you're a loser. And it's very easy to pick out the winners because I walk out here wearing pretty gold belts that shine 24 hours a day. And every Wednesday morning, when Jim Crockett signs that check, it's got three or four zeros more. That's why it's important to be a champion. And that's why, Ronnie Garvin, you, my friend, and brother, you're a great one. You're going to be a legend in this sport because you're one of the select few that have ever worn that title. But, pal, now you got to deal with me, with the horsemen, and with every other wrestler in this sport. That's got any guts that wants to be anybody. Because if you don't strive each and every day to be the world champion, if you don't strive to be the best at what you do, you'll never be there. But now, Ronnie Garvin, you see, with me, pal, let me show you what it is for me. I paid the price. I've been to the doctor. Yeah, I've been there. See? See that right there? Put the camera on that. I've paid my dues. I paid my price, and now I'm ready to climb the mountain again. You understand what I mean? I'm going to tell you, like I tell a lot of girls, to get on Space Mountain. It's one thing to get on. It's another thing to ride it. So you pretend now, Garvin, that you're on Space Mountain. 
and the whole world's watching because that's where you are. And I'm telling you, pal, just like so many good-looking blondes that have fallen by the wayside, you're not going to be there long because, pal, pretty soon I'm going to get off my back and I'm going to quit enjoying the pleasurable part about this relationship and I'm going to turn over and, brother, I'm going to take you home. Garvin, you're going to be mine. The belt will be mine. The world will be mine. Shivani, I'm going to get that belt back. And running, Garvin, I will stop at nothing in this entire world. Just shut up. Just shut up, boy. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair fans, and we're coming back. Don't go away. And he's really worked up. Harper, what do you have from this? Okay, Harper's not there. Doc, you. Dude, we got a pal broad combo within about seven second within a seven second window, which I thought was especially special. And then he came back with another pal in the middle, uh, like 10, 15 seconds later. I'm not exactly sure where he was going with that. Just like the good-looking broads that get on Space Mountain and then the pleasurable part stops and the painful part starts. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, yeah, that was weird. But I liked it. And I also liked the taking off the shirt and going, I paid my dues. You know, you're finding out what I had to live with for five years. Really good stuff. I thought that was a great promo. He got real worked up there. He fucking went at Shivani even. So just, you know, he, you you don't get to be the GOAT in this right. golden era of wrestling without being a great champion and then also being a great challenger. He He tells Garvin to pretend he's on Space Mountain, and he said – he talks about getting off his back and turning over and he <laughs> tells Garvin he's going to take him home, like all in the same, like, I guess, thought. I was like, what? It was weird, but I don't know. He was kind of crazy right there, too. It was back to that crazy Rick style that you start seeing in the freaking 90s and Monday Night Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hopper, are you back yet? Yeah. Well, what do you have from Rick? Kind of nuts, huh? Uh, yeah. But I like how you put over Garvin. Yeah, he he's going to be yeah, a a great champion and and all of that because you know if you're going to lose to someone you got to lose to someone that's fucking great and not a chump. It's a good point. Yeah. What do you think about him saying he's going to get off his back and turn over and then he tells Garvin he's going to take him home? Oh. It's nice. He's going to make love to him. I don't, I don't know where I don't he was going with making it. Love, I don't think making love has anything to do with this. Yeah, I'm making too much love. All right, uh, let's go now to another promo. We got Arn and Tully and JJ who come out after Rick, and here they are. The Four Horsemen, and here they are, the NWA World Tag Team Champions, Tully Blanchard and, and Arn Anderson. <laughs> you know, Tony Schiavone, you can think back to last year when the New York Giants and the Denver Broncos played in the Super Bowl. And you know, LT, Lawrence Taylor, had a real bad hurt sprained ankle. But you know, you think back about LT, he taped it up. Whether he had to shoot it with Novocaine or not, nobody knows. But he played, and he overcame adversity. And his team reigned supreme on that day. 
And you know that's what it's all about. It's teamwork and it's overcoming adversity and it's reigning supreme. And that's why this is ours. Because you know, we came out here week after week and we said, we're gonna niche away. Robert's gonna get hurt. Ricky's gonna get hurt. We're gonna get hurt. Cage matches, any kind of match they wanted. But sooner or later, they're not gonna be able to stand the pressure and the horsemen will reign supreme. And we did. That's why we're out here on national television, the world's tag team champions. And I tell you what, it's truth, it's law, because the horsemen said it is. And it will always be law because the horsemen rule this profession. What was the word you mentioned? Tony Giovanni, for all you people, we know everybody out there knows what adversity means. But I just want to point it out and tell you what old Dr. Webster says about it. Adversity is a condition of suffering, a calamitous or disastrous experience. See right there, that's adversity. Yeah, the reason yeah. the Rock and Roll Express are not champions is they did not overcome adversity. Right. We've been hurt. We hurt every day of our life. But we don't sit in the dressing room and cry about spilled milk. We overcame adversity. What Tully Blanch and I are the prominent, predominant team in all of professional wrestling because we're two people pulling together for a common goal. We don't care about women. We don't put anything above our business. We don't care about suffering. We don't care about anything that affects our business during our business hours. So Ricky, Robert, remember one thing. We overcame adversity. We're the champions. You'll have your day in court. But just remember one thing. We're now the incumbent. And you know how hard it is to beat any incumbent at anything. Stack them up there, baby. Right here. But oh, Arn, oh, Arn. Oh, whoa. Oh, oh. I looked up disaster in here. Disaster? It says disaster is the Road Warriors losing the shot at the world titles in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like everything's going the way of the horsemen. But Don't, Arn, don't forget about the party, the victory party we had. Don't talk about not worrying about the women. I'm talking strictly business hours. Let's go to the ring. Arn getting a Rolex just from his mannerisms before he started talking, but Doc, what do you have? Dude, him, I can't tell you how much I pop when that dictionary was. I saw that dictionary and I started rolling. <laughs> Throw it over to Harper real quick. Yeah, okay, let me let, let me say something, Harper, before you go. For for those who don't watch along, those who aren't patrons and don't see the Patreon video of it, when they cut to the promo and Tully first starts talking, Arn has a Webster's Dictionary open, and he's looking like a studious child reading uh, the definition that he ends up reading to us. So his mannerisms before he even starts talking, to me, was a big part of it. But go ahead, Harper. When was the last time you 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 cracked open a dictionary? Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, when the internet started, uh, when dial up internet died and actually had like high speed, and then I figured out like dictionary dot com was a thing. Uh, probably around that time. Yeah. Remember those uh, the Flintstone dictionaries? No. No. But why don't you no. tell us about them? Tell us about. I didn't them. have those. They're for no. little kids. No, <laughs> no. I, I had a Webster's Dictionary from a very early age. I still oh, got it around here somewhere. Take it's, a picture and put it in the Facebook group. They'll love I that will. shit. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. Though. I have no idea either, man. Is this yeah, like the Pac Man? Were... Is this like the Pac Man alarm clock? I don't no, know. They had them like in the eighties. They were Flintstone uh, dictionaries for little kids. They were, you used to get them at like fucking K and B. 
I have no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Dude. Yeah. So I. Okay. So I liked Arn saying. We don't let bullshit affect us during business hours, dude. They're conducting business. Business. The business. other thing, the other, and where's the line out there, man? We hurt. We 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 don't give up. We're not. Oh about God, that was up. great, man. We hurt I mean, every fucking day. Yeah, and then if you notice, there is not a chance in hell. Aren't uh, JJ turned enough pages to get to D from A where they were at? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on that. And then second of all, what was JJ saying about the Road Warriors? Because that didn't make a lick of sense, but whatever. I Don't let the facts get in the way of a fun story, I know. Yeah, there was a little bit of a mess up with that. I totally agree. Um He's yeah, there was I wouldn't I wouldn't even think about it. Don't don't sweat that. Um hey, by the way, um but Ar I'm telling you right now, Arn's probably gonna get my Rolex. Um uh, Harper, here you go. It's your alarm clock, Harper. Bruh, when, when Harper set the alarm and played that for us after the show, <laughs> man... I got to tell people, our app before show and after shit's better than the actual show. We should just hit record at all times. We should. It should be recording at all times. We should be. Okay. We should have GoPros on our head just at all times so that people could get a glimpse into how badass our lives are. How pathetic yours is? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, anything else from Arn Harper? He was great. Temple? All right. Uh, we go now to Ivan Koloff defeats Mike Jackson, and then there's a Paul Jones promo. Uh, Please, Paul Jones uh, is a, fuck I'm Paul not, Jones. I'm Whoa! Not no, I'm not going to say that. I hear that Paul Jones sold Amway. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think Corny he brought sucks, that up. Man. Well, Tony Schiavone on about three episodes ago was talking about that. I'm behind on my podcast right now. I don't know what Conrad's stealing from us. Um. Well, Paul Jones. He's out there trying to drum up interest in this new army, but this army, yeah. it's just shitty if you think about it. I it's mean, across the board shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, eh. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying like last year was just so much better than this shit. It, there's no real angle going on with it. It's just, I don't know. Uh, it's almost that, like he's somebody's kid, and then like, well, I got to find him a job because he's so and so's kid. So. <laughs> All right, we'll just give him a fucking army, throw some guys in there. No real angles, just have them. The thing that we still don't get, and you don't get the perspective from studio wrestling, is their value to the promotion yeah. when they go up into the mid-Atlantic with, with Valiant and Paul yeah. Jones and those guys, but it yeah. does not translate well on the, on the big Saturday night Superstation show. It's... Especially at this time when he's doesn't have really a consistent stable, it it literally means nothing. But I know when they're in the Mid Atlantic area, I mean he was number one Paul Jones, and I mean he's a big deal there. So when they're in that area, obviously it's like, oh man, this guy's a legend. But I would imagine when they travel outside of the area, 
uh, he doesn't get the reaction nowhere near what he would get in his, you know, in his home area. So I, yeah, there's just no angles going on. It's not, it's, I mean, nothing that he does makes me go, man, uh, I got to fucking not go take a piss and see what he's got to say. Yeah. It's, there's just nothing to bite into with him. So after him, the Canadian Kodiaks, a new team. Uh, if you're watching on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT, you would have seen them wrestle Rocky King and Terry Jones. Uh, not to slight them, but they felt like knockoff road warriors with no face paint. Um, Jesus Christ, dude. Who is it? Wait, who is it? Who did you say this was? I'm sorry. You cut out a little bit there. The Kodiak. Kodiak. Jesus Christ. If you're going to fucking roll out with Akbar, you need something better than that. Yeah. All right. I mean, you got them, the fucking warlord. It's it's like they, it's like there's like a, a fucking, uh, a road warriors, like clone factory. And they just keep shooting out big guys and putting black gear on them. It's like Jim Crockett is a fucking steroids dealer and decided. Yeah. Fill the roster with his own clientele, dude. The fucking barbarians. I mean, uh, the warlords. What the fuck, man? He's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why am I watching this shit? <laughs> no, it's just, no, like, like he's so huge. He's a big dude. He's bigger than the road warriors. Oh yeah, he's jacked. He's taller wow. and more jacked. Right. Yeah, I, okay, so let me ask you this, because I legitimately had no recollection of this activity. What activity? The C- Canadian Kodiaks? I don't know what this is. I don't. I don't remember it either. But I tell you what, and uh, I'll I'll leave it to you to tell me to play Akbar's promo here. But you're damn right, you're playing Akbar. Yeah, fucking scandal oh, yeah, Akbar. Scandal right. Akbar hit the scene, and if it weren't for a couple of horsemen. Throwing this shit up in the air and making their play for a Rolex, Scando Agbar gets it just by showing up. Let me uh, ask let me... you something. Okay, go ahead. Who's the most nationally underrated manager of all time between, and why is it either Gary Hart or Scando Agbar? Which one of those two is more underrated? Man, think, think about it, these, those shitheads that you promote up north, Malonas and Crockett. They don't know nothing about no Skanderai bar because they lived up north, but Skanderai yeah. was the motherfucking shit. Yeah, I don't but, know. I don't know I about, that, he, uh, about when he managed the one-man gang. Dude, he I managed thought... King Kong Bundy. Yeah. He had Devastation Incorporated. That shit was awesome. He, and he was operating and didn't get his spotlight stolen with the Freebirds and Von Erichs going on. Akbar basically managed in 1983 and then going in 84 oh, world class. Link, the Mongol. Mm-hmm. That, that motherfucker, man, I was about to say, he he basically managed every heel. Mr. Ebony. It, you, you keep going. I mean, it's literally everybody. I've every heel Mr. that came Ebony. in. I've seen Mr. Ebony yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he like comes in in 83. You know how I love the brothers, though. Okay. Uh, let me play Akbar real quick. Devastation Incorporated just got a lot tougher. Oh, the most awesome force in all of wrestling. Now I know what you're saying. I've heard that before. Well, no, you haven't. Because you never heard or you've never seen anything like the Canadian Kodiaks. It's been hog. That's the way it's going to be. And from here on down the line, 
any arena that they go in, there's going to be fear that you've never felt before. And they call them the Lords of Discipline, and that's exactly what it is. Now, I could care less about anybody else. All I care about right now is Devastation Incorporated, because I'm the leader, and I got bear, and I got hog, and you just saw a little sample, just a little sample of what they can do. And I'm not going to be responsible for all the mayhem that they inflict upon your bodies. All I'm asking you to do is sign on that dotted line, and I'll give you a match with a large of discipline, bear and hog. From now on, there's going to be a household word. You know, Skandor Akbar and the Canadian Kodiaks, a large of discipline, and what an impressive showing right here on World Championship Wrestling. Fans will be back right after this. I feel like I'm watching something out of an alternate universe, seeing Akbar out there with those. Yeah, I know, huh? No shit. He, I, I never remember him being in Jim Crockett promotions. I think of him as Mid-South and World Class. This was kind of cool, but you know it's not going to last because he wasn't around enough to make it memorable. I read something on a message board while he was talking that said this was their only appearance on the show. What the fuck are we doing here, man? That's why you don't remember him. Man, but like Chris Adams had one or two appearances. One appearance, and that motherfucker set it on fire. What are we doing here, man? Why are we mismanaging this shit left and right? This is yeah. malfeasance. There's your dictionary word, malfeasance. Where does... See, Negligence. Call Stephen P. New, man. Let's have a <laughs> class a... action suit to get Jim Crockett out of the way so that we can take over and book the territory. This shit pisses me off. Here's what I don't remember. I don't remember where Chris went after this. To a down the fucking mid fucking row of the, the aisle of the airplane and fucking kick that stewardess as well, hell. No, I, I, That's I mean, nice. I mean, after that. Um, but anyway, uh, <sighs> I didn't. I didn't care enough to look, but. Uh, so let's keep going. We got Man, Akbar's Kevin's... great, dude, though, right? Akbar is, yeah. is just one of the most underrated names in wrestling, and he's one of those guys, the recent passing of Okerlund. Find somebody who's got something bad to say about Akbar. That dude was a good dude, man. Like, I, you I know, know and, of... you, and you guys know, y'all work in the industry. I'm just, I'm kind of, I cover events, but y'all are the industry guys. How rare is it to find somebody in the business that somebody ain't going to talk shit on? Yeah, I fucking hated him when I was a kid. Mike, um, how many guys? Well, how many guys in the business have just like ninety-eight percent approval rating? Basically, one out of uh, every ten thousand. You ever heard anybody saying anybody think bad about Akbar? Never. Everybody See? talk good about him. Um, Oakland, I mean, I Akbar. I don't know. That may be the end of the list. I know. I mean, I hell, Ronnie Garvin tried to, didn't Ronnie Garvin, as good as he is, try to steal Fuller's territory? I mean, shit. Everybody's trying to do something on somebody. It's a carny business. Fucking yeah, it is. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I you're on a rant. Got, you're drunk. I, I can tell. Little, I got a little worked up. I'm sorry. That's no, nice. no, no. Akbar. Um, Akbar was great, man. Akbar was great. Everybody I know that knew him, um, 
Akbar is the one that originated the everything is all, everything's a work and was the first one to proclaim uh, heels and baby faces in the NFL and college football. That all comes from Akbar, just so everyone knows uh, that that those stories were passed down to me from Akbar. But that all originated from Akbar, from everything I've been told. Uh, James Beard confirmed that, and he knew Akbar very very well. Uh, so there you go. That's that's all Akbar. Akbar truly believed that pro sports and college football especially was all the work. And that the bookers all booked it at the beginning of the year and they booked the baby faces and the heels and I got to say doc, uh I fully believe that um there's some truth to that at this point in time in my life. I anyway. I'm I I can argue with you on that. But on top of that, Akbar was a hell of a manager and a big time heel manager obviously in world class uh during his time and had some great runs. So, all right, we just saw Kevin Sullivan defeating George South. And then I got a question for y'all about this Sullivan promo. Um, he he is talking, okay, well, I'll just say it. Dusty had a hell of an ego because he's out there not even promoting himself. No he's shit. Talking about, he's talking about Dusty versus Luger and... I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't want to believe I this qu- years I a, ago. So I have a question. I have a question here for you based on exactly what you're talking about. So is Kevin Sullivan right now, this episode, a heel or a face? I don't know. Cause I don't I, know. I don't. Hopper, your thoughts? Because he talked shit about the horseman, didn't he? He's... I, uh, you know what he is? Doc asked if he was a heel of the face. I can't answer that. You know what he is? He's out there promoing for Dusty. That's what he is. And then even during the match, George South was acting like a heel, fucking eye-raking him and shit. Yeah, I, I, I can't answer that what question, are we, Doc. What are we doing? We got <laughs> five different names for the promotion, the wrestling network, all these things. Our heels aren't heels. Our baby faces aren't baby faces. We don't know. We're bringing guys in for one show. What... Any of those things is okay in singularity, but when you add them all up, it's what the fuck are we doing here? Well, and again, Cornette did a show on late 87 and then all of 88. And they knew they, you can obviously they're starting to mess up right here and the houses went down, but they hot shot at things and they got everything back up um, uh, in 88. So before it obviously tanked again. So, um, I don't know, but I know Kevin Sullivan is out here just talking about Dusty versus Lex, and he's promoting Dusty versus Lex. I mean, he's out there for for three minutes, and two minutes of it was talking about yeah, Dusty Yeah, because Lex. I'm sitting here watching, he's like, this man was a three-time ch-. I was like, is he going to start talking about Dusty? Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, Dusty was a three-time ch-. I was like, why the fuck's he bringing him up and put him over? And three years or three or four years earlier, he was worshiping Satan and trying to kill Dusty. <laughs> now I get that well, people can change, but when did this happen, and why should I believe it? He found Jesus, didn't we all? I know, huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's keep going. Uh, Ronnie Garvin, after Sullivan's out there promoting Dusty and nothing else, defeats Mike Force. Doc, we got anything from that or what? It wasn't the evisceration that I, you know, we've grown used to, but he's the champ. 
Champs on free TV. You got to say something about that. The champ is on free TV. Uh, Harper, your thoughts? You talking about uh, I Garvin, uh, Garvin and Force? Anything you? Oh uh, yeah, well, he he kind of that was like an old school wrestling match. Yeah, they and locked it was, up about um, three times. Yeah, it, it had a little <laughs> bit of. A, you get some kid today lock up. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Go straight for the super kick. Straight to the super kick. I remember there was an episode of Ring of Honor we, we were watching one time. And Doc, it was the Young Bucks, obviously. And he's like, man, them fucking guys didn't even go for the lockup. They went straight for the super kick when the bell rang. First move was a fucking super kick. They went to their finisher. Well, I guess their (laughs) finisher is the Meltzer driver, which has its own set of problems. But they went to a finisher for the opening move. And I'm like, and and that right there, along with sloppy storytelling, is why I don't watch ROH anymore. That's nice. Dude, they had money for two years with Briscoe and Lethal. Well, you're saying that they're not with ROH anymore. Yeah. The Bucks. I don't give a shit. They messed up with Briscoe and Lethal. Are they still with ROH? Uh, Actually, they are. Yeah, they are. That's money. Yeah, the the Briscoes and Lethal are still there. Dalton Castle's still there. Let me tell you something, man. Hey, whatever happened to Donovan Dijak? He's in he's in NXT. Is he? Yeah. I ain't even know. NXT. Man. Um but you're you're talking about ROH, man. ROH has got some good stuff going on, man. I'm telling you. They've they're replenishing their roster. And it's one hour. It ain't five Every, hours of shit. Is, is everybody on the roster five foot five now? You're just an asshole. It, you're just, just playing heel. That's, That's fucked all. up. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, we'll keep going because, like I said, uh, Ron Garvin, it was like an old school match. He does defeat Mike Force. And then the Sheep Herders come out and they defeat Keith Steinborn and Ed Franks. And then we get a Sheep Herders promo. Uh, we kind of heard from them. I mean, they don't really say too much in the promo. Uh, but Johnny Ace just looks so stupid out there. Dude, what the uh, fuck is his purpose? <laughs> he's the flag bearer, Harper. Is he? Oh, really? It's. You're looking extra vascular today, Finn. <laughs> is, he, is he a manager or what? Yeah, he's a manager. Well, how come he's not saying anything? Because you got the fucking cheap birders out there. They're doing all the talking. Just the fuck. Whoa! I don't, I, whoa! Cousin Luke! Okay, go ahead. They're fucking believable, huh? I don't give a shit how goofy they look or how goofy they become in WWF. I ain't ever going to give up the ghost that those motherfuckers are badasses, and and I like what they do when it's serious business. I agree, badasses. Not 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 as bad here as UWF days, but sure, they were some sure. savages. They were some savages. Uh, are we playing a promo? Y'all got anything from it? Nah, I mean it was pretty. Just we're going to get all the belts and we're the man and blah 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 for the Commonwealth of New Zealand. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so after they cut their promo, the Warlord, Harper's favorite wrestler, yeah, uh, he defeats Mac MacGyver. Harper, did you have anything from the Warlords match? No. That's a big bastard, though, ain't it? Hey, he's fucking huge. He's like a walking school bus with a shaved head. <laughs> I'm telling you, he looks like that white supremacist guy from American History X. <laughs> so... Do you remember when he came in 
yes. last year Maybe for like no. a week or two. Right. Well, did he come in with he, he had uh he was a baby David doll. Man, it's been fucking half an hour. Yeah, it was like two weeks, and then he was uh-huh. he was done. He was gone. Yeah, uh, but he's back. Uh, he that is a big bastard, though. Uh, like Bruce Pritchard says, Doc, well, you want to steal his stuff now? No, I'm not into stealing things. Okay. Uh, but after the match, uh, the Warlord and Paul Jones cut a promo. Well, it's really Paul Jones. I'm not playing it. Jesus. Um, Good. Did it put y'all to sleep? Yeah. It's just, it. again, this new movie with Paul Jones is just nothing, man. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah, it's like, what are we doing? Uh, we go from that to uh, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert in... I'm, I wasn't going to play it because it's like 20 seconds long, but Gilbert is out there. He's got both TV titles, and he tells Tony that Taylor will defend both belts today, even though we know only one belt is his and the other is stolen. And this is the point I was making earlier when Jim Crockett says, I demand he return the title. I don't know where it is. It's in your fucking studio. If you're going <laughs> to say that, don't send Gilbert out there with the fucking belt. Um, Anything. Anyway, uh. Thoughts, Doc or Harper, on that whole shenanigans right there? I mean, there's the belt right there. Go grab that shit. <laughs> Why don't you be the boss, jackass? Yeah. Go out there while Eddie is cutting the promo and get the fucking belt. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Now- <laughs> while he's shooting the promo, he just like, you see Yoink. him like sneaking. Yoink. And he sneaks closer and then he just like, boom, grabs it from his hands and fucking runs off. <laughs> Right, because <laughs> Eddie's literally out there with both belts hanging from his hands and his arms. So mm-hmm. just run out there and take your title or go do something. I mean, you're you're rich. Get some security. Take the fucking belt. The, but, oh, shit. This part did drive I, I'll, me. I'll, I'll tell you this, man. Doc. What? Eddie Gilbert's a real good heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. a shitty... Get under your skin, irritant heel. He's good at what he's doing here. Hey, well, it's real short. Let's just listen to it. It's like yeah, it's just good stuff. Two belts and hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. You know, I never expected. Everybody's talking about Ronnie Garvin being the new world heavyweight champion. Nobody ever expected that hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor would have both world television title belts right here. And our only problem is today, Tony, we don't know which one to defend. So I think we'll just put up both of them. Right here. Both belts. Right now. Right now. Terry right. Taylor put out both belts. Right now. Let's go to the ring. <laughs> so Nothing he said not... is a line, but the way he said that was perfect. Yeah, right here. Right asshole. now. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Yeah. That's the guy that Harper knows this. Mike doesn't know anything about it because his people just pull guns and start shooting people. Fuck that's you. the guy when you're out at the bar that's guaranteed to get you in a fight. Yeah. He's a little asshole. We're getting in a fight because we brought him along, and he's going to run his the, mouth. Y'all had this discussion a few weeks back, I think, where y'all were all talking about the guy where it's like, you know, all th- three of us go out, and we we take some asshole along with us. There's a fourth person, and, you know, we're just going out. We want to go out, and, you know, I want to drink a little Hennessy. Mm. Y'all want to drink a few beers, and y'all want to get fucked up, but y'all don't want to get in no trouble. It's just y'all just want to mellow out and drink and, you know, maybe watch some wrestling or whatever games on TV. And then there's a fourth dude who he's the guy who's going to get drunk and want to start a fight. That was Chris Adams. Shit. 
not only did he want to start one, he just wanted to be in one once he started one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I got uh, so, He's got the checklist: start shit. Mm-hmm. Then he starts shit because then he starts beating the guy up during the match. Uh, Tommy this Angel, shit, that is. So I, uh, once the shit starts, do I have to close up my tab? Uh, my credit card <laughs> there. Game's not over. God damn, dude, this is just too much work. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else on uh, either hot stuff, Terry Taylor, or Terry Taylor defeating Tommy Angel? Right there. People people give Terry Taylor a lot of shit, but this this little incarnation of his uh, his work is not bad at all. I kind of like it actually. Yeah. That fucking clothesline he gave him looked fucking rough. Uh, he was good a few years ago in the promotion when he was champ. Yeah, but he was that white. He tried to be white meat baby face and national championship. Yeah, he was. He was a better heel. And then he became the Red Rooster. Then he became a stooge, right? That's what oh, everybody. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can that like. That was or a not. real promo, Doc. You can like or not like somebody, but that's that's a rough gimmick to throw on somebody. The Red Rooster. Someone even wouldn't that be funny if fans came with corn and started throwing corn on the ground when he came out? Like fucking uh chicken feed. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hold on. I just found something. I gotta play it. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing hosts, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. I'm not saying the competition isn't tough, because it really is. But with people out there, when I'm down and I'm tired and I'm sweating, and I don't think I can have any more energy. The Rooster Boosters, go on, get up, Rooster, you can do it, and I will. Jesus Christ, the Rooster Booster. That sounds like a special at, at fucking Popeyes. Yeah, give me a, a number so, three and a I, I feel, Booster. I feel like it was like. Vince was like looking to hand out shit, so it was like, "Oh well, you're a plumber, teal hopper, or you you like hockey, you're a goon." Taylor, what do you do? Well, some people think I'm a cock, a rooster. God damn it! Yes, <laughs> what a fucking terrible idea. And this is, you know, they get into this on Pritchard's show. Pritchard's full of shit, though. With this, Pritchard's always full of shit. But the thing of it is, is that. Half the time, Vince is curator of the wrestling business and trying to captain of industry. And the other half, he's just trying to fucking make fart jokes and fucking pop himself. Pritchard <sighs> claim. Yeah, Pritchard here's the thing. Claim. A lot of people don't like Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor deserved better. <laughs> oh, he did. Pritchard claims that the rooster gimmick was... Because he was a cocky some son of a bitch, in That's, Pritchard's words. That. And Pritchard says, when we... This is what pisses... This is what where I take issue with what Pritchard said. 
He was like, well, you know, he was a cocky person. So when we came up with Red Rooster, we we didn't want him out there acting like a rooster. We men act like a cocky bastard. Well, who the fuck was producing that promo we just watched? Because not only does he have his fucking hair spiked up like a fucking rooster, but he's out there. Yeah, and then like, who's here like, man, that's great, man. Right. Somebody signing (laughs) off on that. It's WWF. (laughs) He ain't just out there freelancing, Harper, like you and I used to do. Yeah. Or you do. <laughs> just coming up with it off the fly. Somebody's going, oh, yeah, okay, that looks good. So I don't buy that shit where it was just like, oh, we didn't want him to be a rooster. We just wanted him to, to be cocky, you know, because rooster's cocky. Well, get, that motherfucker was out there keckling and, and walking like a rooster. and Dude, uh, I remember on. seeing him wrestle at a house show. At 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 uh, UNO, and it was him versus Barry Horowitz, and Barry Horowitz won. Jesus mm. Christ! Yeah, <laughs> and that's when I realized, man, this guy's really going down the tube, man. Right? He lost the he lost the <laughs> Barry Horowitz, <laughs> and it was crazy because like he comes was, out to his music, and everyone's like, "Yeah, okay." Was that was that during the time that Barry Horowitz was off getting Dutch Mantel's coffee? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Smoky Mountain. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. How drunk can uh, I beat her if I'm remembering that shit? I don't know, but wrestling's <laughs> <laughs> stupid, dude. Why do we talk about this shit like it's real? Dude, seriously though, man, if somebody's not a wrestling fan and they just pulled this shit up on YouTube and hit play, because that's literally the first two seconds. <laughs> what are they gonna think? Like, what the and fuck? This guy's... <laughs> I don't know, what? but... I, okay, so the other night I was watching Raw with my three-year-old daughter for reasons that I can't explain. Ugh, and Cena was in the ring with McMahon, and Cena started trying to cut a promo on uh, McMahon. And my three-year-old daughter looked at me and said, Daddy, my brother likes him. And I'm like, he does. And then she looked at me with all the seriousness that she could muster, and she said... He's a terrible talker. That's nice. <laughs> and I was like, he sure is. You better be I careful, love, man. I love you, sweetie. Yeah, she's going to be cutting promos before long, bro. You damn right. She already is, man. She don't give a fuck, dude. Broad logic for her starts in about a year. Hey, we'll, have a whole, you, we'll have a whole extra podcast feed for that shit. Remember how you, would, you used to say how Mrs. Doc and Little Latrell get into it? Oh, they still do. Okay, well, you ain't seen shit yet compared to the females getting into it with each other. Oh, I'm just just, fucking throwing shoes at each other, bro. (laughs) They're gonna be like two freaking bulls, just button heads constantly over dumb shit. And let's get this show over with. I'm tired. You're and you're gonna be like, you know how you used to get Latrell to just go outside and look at the stars. That you're gonna be out there with Latrell looking at more stars. That's where I'm going to teach him how to drink beer. All right. So he's going to look at me and go, Dad, it's dark. What do we do? We drink we beer. Got one more, we got one more uh, promo to play. It is the Four Horsemen. So I'm about to hit play on it. Remember, if you want the video reviews of these, or if you want the world class shows, or any of the other patron content that's out there, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is a great way to support this show. 
uh, each and every week that we do, twice per week. We haven't missed a show in nearly four years now, so keep that in mind. We pump them out for you. We're, we, are, we are known as uh, Mr. Reliable as it pertains to podcasts. So there you go, twice per week. So if you appreciate that, tinyurl.com slash BTT is where to sign up. Let's We're go like the Red Rooster, Rooster of podcasting. We deserve yeah. a lot better than what we get. Yeah, for yeah, real. We, we sure do. We're not doing this shit. Oh, shit. I didn't hit play. Hold Way on. to go. Way to go. Can't get it to play. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. Okay, Shut up. We don't deserve shit. Harper hit the fucking tagline. God okay. damn it. Well, no, we got one. We got the horseman. Oh, horseman. This is bullshit. Shut up. Already has the symbol that you've known for many, many months now. And here they are all together, the four horsemen. The composure's back. You know, Tony, even me, as well-educated, as well-groomed as I am, sometimes I lose it. But the bottom line on everything I've said the last two weeks can be summed up like this. We are wrestling's elite. We are the four horsemen. And you see, we take a great deal of pride and answering to each other when we have a shortcoming, whether it be a girl we don't like, a car we don't like, an airplane we don't like, but most of all, when one of us falls or stumbles for a second, we all jump on the bandwagon and make sure that the recovery period is short. So, the bottom line is, J.J. Dillon has got the biggest ranch in the world. And in this ranch, he's got four stud roosters. And I'll guarantee you one thing. This guy's a stud. Look at the belt. This guy's a stud. Look at the belt. I'm a stud, but I got no belt. And I'm not going to be the only rooster on his ranch that is not making hens legs. And by laying eggs, I mean bringing home the bacon. And bacon buys Rolex watches. It buys long limousines. It buys dynamic automobiles. It keeps all of us yelling and profiling each and every day of our glorious lives. And I still call you champ because it's only a matter of time before you'll be champ once again. Because you are custom made for the world heavyweight champion. And when we stack all these belts up, when we travel throughout the country, our rustin' bags are going to be so heavy with the world title, the world tag titles, the U.S. title, that we're going to have to start tipping the bellmen and the baggage claimers double because the weight of our bags games and we may even have to go after that western states title you have won the whole one we're standing out here isn't that right what the bottom line is tony oh. giovanni now when we're Doc, we go marriott's across this country and they holler champ we're gonna do a quadruple knockout because we don't know who they're talking about ronnie garvin you're on short time that's because we the horsemen said so and we'll guarantee it we'll see you next week fans I tell you what, Arn looks badass out there with the jeans and the belt. Do you like JJ when he took his watch off to put it by the belt? Like, yeah, that got gold too. Yeah, he's just stunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, Doc, what did you, uh, Harper, what did you have besides, uh, who was that, Doc snoring during a. Yeah, well, he fell asleep. <laughs> what? 
Luger needs to what keep his he... mouth shut when real when grown folks are talking, man. Rick yeah, really. Like, Rick was out there just basically saying, "I'm gonna get back to where I was as the provider for all this stuff." You, you know what they should yeah. do for him? It's like the when you want to keep your kid quiet, you just give them your phone and they could play fucking Angry Birds or something. Just give him a shot of Diana right. and everything will be fine. Just say here, 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 here. <laughs> throw a syringe. Nice. Don't throw a loaded syringe of Diana ball as far as you can. And he'll go chase it down. We can that's nice before he gets back. All right. Um, Doc, anything from the last promo right there? Dude, Rick was out there. I'm going to tell you, he broke the tie for me, but we'll talk about that in just a second. All right, so uh, we got to do Rolexes and grades. Before we do so, remember, use the Amazon referral link. I'm sure some of you still have Christmas gift cards from Amazon. And even if you don't, go to tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. doesn't cost you anything extra. So if, you gotta, if you're purchasing things on Amazon, please use the referral link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon And give that link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces and hoes in your life and tell them to use it each and every time they use Amazon. Uh, okay, Doc, so I'm going to give my Rolex to Arn. Uh, it sounds like you may have uh, maybe not gone in that direction, so who are you giving yours to? In all honesty, I had Arn and Rick tied, and I was going to split a Rolex until the final promo, and I thought Rick came back out there and stuck his big nose forward across the finish line by the smallest of margins. I'm going to give this to Rick over Arn, but Jesus Christ, Arn is fantastic in this episode as well. JJ's no slouch and Akbar's here as well. If we're all going to give the the total voting scores. Yeah. Well, they get like, they give like Akbar gets a tag. He don't get a Rolex. Yeah. No, tag how is that a Hauer tag Hauer? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah, I ain't heard that in years. Yeah, well, we bring it all uh, back for you right here. Mm-hmm. I hear you. All right, so Hopper, um, you're gonna give yours to who? The fucking uh, double A man. Yeah. All right, Doc, what are you rating this one? Hmm. How long was this episode again? An hour and 22 minutes. Well, let me tell you something. I just looked at next week, and it's an hour and 20, man. Jesus Christ. It's bullshit, man. Anyway, um, long Uh, episode. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dude, it's something I I forgot to mention. Y'all notice when they they fucking blur out the phone number, but they still say the phone number? Right. What the fuck's the point of that? (laughs) Right. That's true. You have a good point, Harper. I mean, that's a legit good point, Mike. Right. You make fun of Harper all the time, but that's a great point. It's true. I noticed that watching the the, the, uh, Smoky Mountain on there. Yeah, he did that too, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I can still call call Pam Lawson. I'm like, shit, I can still call (laughs) Pam Lawson. Hey, baby. That's so right. If, you think, when we if call... you think Horner's a real man, I, let me let me hook you up with Hardbody over here. He, <laughs> you get Harperized. When we called that number and we while we were recording and nobody yeah. answered, nobody answered. It just went to a voicemail. We have no clue whose phone it was. <laughs> so, so, 
there's a lot of, I guess the term would be incongruencies going on here, inconsistencies going on in this promotion. And yeah. it's really hard to watch this and rate it in terms of its itself versus just watching this episode and not knowing all the history. So I tried really hard to watch this and look at Akbar and get excited. The sheep herders are in. Rick's out there chasing a belt. Arn's out there going crazy. We saw a title change tonight. And if you're going to give me all those things and, I, and I'm going to be generous and overlook some of the real bullshit going on. Hmm, and it's a long episode. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Hopper, you want to go next? I'll give it a B. Yeah, I'm not getting it an A. I'll give it a B, man. Fuck that. I think I think I'm gonna give it a, a B plus. I don't think it's I don't think it's an A. Right. I mean, we 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 did I mean, we rightfully crapped on some stuff here, which I mean I think the stuff we crapped on, I think it deserved it, but um I mean, Arn and Rick are out there scoreboarding as usual. And, and, you know, you can't forget about that segment with J.J. when he walked through how they got the titles. I mean, that was real good. But I got to give it a B plus if I'm going to be real. There was just some other stuff in there. I mean, if you think about the promos we skipped that we didn't play, I mean, there was Paul Jones was out there twice yapping. And it's not nothing on him. It's just what they got him involved in is just dumb. Uh, Kevin Sullivan's out there talking about Dusty for two minutes. I just that there, there was just some stuff that just was like, eh, I'll give it a B plus. So B plus. There you go. So B plus, uh, a B, hey. and Doc gave it an A minus. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right, Doc. Uh, what do you have before we start to wrap things up tonight? Well, I just had an at risk youth knock on my front door, so I need to go take care of them. So I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody good night. I hope you have a blessed week ahead and whatever. Uh, whatever uh, challenges that the Lord Jesus puts in front of you. So I hope everybody has a blessed week. That's all I have to say. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you pals later though. All right. Later. All right. Hold on. Let's wrap this up. Just you and I get the fuck out right. doc. That sounds great. Um, so real quick before I throw it to Harper to see what else he has, I want to shout out a couple of uh, good friends of mine, the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Just search the wrestling podcast about nothing, wherever you get your podcast from. They are doing a lot more old school stuff. Now they've got a series called trucking through the territory. So make sure you check out Crockett and Malonis and uh, check out ROH too. Cause um, Malonis and Beer City Bruiser are tag teaming there now. So we'll have to see if they can get some ROH gold uh, this year. And then check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier and a little bit more professional, but thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. So uh, if you support us, please support them. And I'm trying to think, again, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT. Hopper, I don't know if I have anything else, man. Do you have anything else you want to cut a promo on or piss on anybody tonight? I can't think of anything, no. All right. Uh, no new date yet for Wildcat, right? No. Hopper and I will keep you posted, everyone, for X-Rated. Uh, we, we believe it'll be during the summertime, uh, like it's been the last shit it's, four or five years. I, it's, I mean, nothing's official, but, yeah, I, it's probably going to be in June. That's what I was told too. So yeah. Uh, in which case, if it is the date that it's supposed to be in June, I will definitely have to come down and uh, yeah. Because yeah, the best part about that is, 
the show is at the bar. Well, it's a big ass bar, obviously. Yeah. And then, so you don't have to go anywhere. You just stay there and drink, right? Yep. See, yeah. can't beat that shit. God, I hope Tracy Smothers is there. I hope so too, man. Bro, we, we could great? actually we could cut a podcast, just the three of us. It, it might be loud in there, but if he wanted to, I'd have to ask him. But yeah, that would be a that'd be a damn good time. I'd love to do that. So yeah, definitely. So, but it's looking like June. Nothing's official yet, but we'll announce it as soon as we get to it and we get a, an official date. So uh, all right, I don't have anything else. Follow us on Twitter. Go buy some T-shirts. Uh, check the links in the show description. It's all there. Other than that, if you don't have nothing, Hopper, hit that tagline and uh, get us on up out of here. Book it, bitch. here i need to give a special shout out to all of the patrons out there along with the hall of fame patrons and thank you for your support of the show because without you the show would be much harder to keep up with no but seriously thank you we don't do ads we don't have commercials and all that good stuff but we do have great patrons such as yourself that make this show possible eight times a month so there you go along with the extra patron content so shout out to the hall of fame patrons Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Sousa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And one last thing before I get out of here. Another shout out to Mike Prue, longtime Hall of Fame patron, and his show, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Mike's been a BTT Hall of Fame patron for a while. He and his buddy JV are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. I believe, as of this recording, 
they are into late 97, getting ready to go into 1998. So you can either pick up there or do like most people do and go back to the beginning and check out them from the beginning when they started. New episodes are released every Wednesday morning. They are available on most podcast platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them also on Twitter at BottomLineCast. With that said, we appreciate all of our patrons and Hall of Fame patrons out there. So you know what Hopper always says before we get out of here. Book it, bitch.